0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs chapter 17, and we're going to look at one verse again today. We're going to look at verse 22. So Proverbs 17, verse 22. The Bible says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So I'm gonna take a minute and kind of break down the verse so we get an idea of what's being said, and then we're gonna take the time to break it down. What does it mean practically? What does it mean for me today? What does it mean in every other part of my life? So it starts off with the truth, and it's it's very, very true. Obviously, it's scripture. uh, But a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, and then he says, but the opposite, a broken spirit dryeth the bones. Now think about the dryeth the bones. Obviously think of the idea of a disease or condition we call today osteoporosis, where your bones are getting weaker and drier due to age or condition or a thing, a medicines you've taken throughout the years. It dries the bones, it makes them brittle, it makes them weaker, and frankly, it makes them sore. Um We've had the effects of this hurricane, the after effects, we say really, of the hurricane coming through, which is made for very cold weather, wet weather, just a miserable couple of days in the air of weather. And uh, I tell you, when you're, I'm not old, but every once in a while, those you know, injuries and sports growing up or joints, whatever, you just feel it, you're like, oh, just, that's not comfortable. It's the bones, uh, you know, when you get, and as I've been told, as you get older, it gets more obvious. And that's the idea, just kind of right down to the bones. Uh, David even said in Psalm, he said, When I kept silent, my bones waxed old. There was a physical element to him not being right with God and to hiding a sin and things of that nature. And he says, So he says, Listen, he, he's saying in this verse, he goes, I'm trying to find where it was. He goes to a broken spirit, and it really comes down to the broken spirit, a sad seer, a depressed spirit. It's a physical thing. This is where we can see the fact that many times when there is discouragement, frustration, depression, there is a physical element to it, and that is where what we see one of those things. But he says in the beginning, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Now when it says like a medicine, I know it's a metaphor, but it's actually true. Scientists proved that laughter and things of that nature send out endorphins that do help bring healing, they do help bring encouragement, they lift the spirit, they help and things of that nature. Uh, it's been proven that when we are stressed and discouraged and overwhelmed, our body offsets and compensates by producing adrenaline to make up for it. Well, uh, too much adrenaline can over, overdo the other one, of serotonin can be too much, you become imbalanced and it, and it produces physical effects and depression because you can't keep up with it. And so that's, it, there's a lot of physical aspects to it. So laughter produces uh, this uh, feel-good medicine, shall you say, a great endorphin that just, it lifts the spirit, makes you feel better. I mentioned yesterday as we talked about the idea of friends, how often, when was the last time you went out with friends and just sat and laughed to the point where it hurt? That's the point where it just made you you feel so good. That is the idea of what we're talking about today. So I'm gonna just take a a few minutes and I'm gonna break down uh, just some thoughts that I thought about earlier as I was studying this out in the aspect of what does this practically mean? Uh, More than just understanding some physical aspects of what's going on, but what does it mean practically? Well, first of all, I think we need to look at the idea of what is the source of that happiness, of that merry heart. Uh, and the difference between that and a broken spirit. So uh, now please remember, we can go back to James, which I was going to do, and say, you know, uh, of all joy when you fall into divers temptations. And there's a big difference between joy and happiness. Joy is not circumstantial. Joy is my dependence upon God. Happiness is my circumstances are good. But please remember, there's a difference between joy and happiness. I can be full of joy while I'll be not necessarily happy in my circumstance. So uh, there can be sickness in our home. And I can be joyful that God is in control and that even though I don't like what's happening, he's in control. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm happy about it. I have stood by the grave of loved ones and there was nothing happy. There's nothing in my life that made me happy or merry about standing by the grave of of, of siblings and and, and grandparents. And it just there's nothing that brings happiness in that. But there's a joy knowing that that is not the end that when, when I stood by the grave of my sister, that's not the end. I will one day be reunited in heaven. And so in the midst of this unhappy scenario, there is joy because God's in control. So I must go back and but I do believe something. This is just an opinion of mine. I, I think you struggle having true happiness without joy. You can have circumstantial happiness. Things are good or I'm okay. It's not bad today or my life's not falling apart today. But... A a, a understanding of a merry heart that gets you out of depression and keeps you strong comes down to the core of joy knowing that God is in control so I must understand the source of my joy it is not in circumstances and tell you that is so necessary in our culture today Uh, someone posted a friend of mine posted today on Facebook I I voted But I don't, you know, but I'm trusting God no matter what happens in the election. I looked down, I thought the first thing I have is you voted, but you don't think your guy's going to (laughs) win. That's kind of how I thought about it, but it's true. I don't know who's going to win Tuesday. I don't know, and we might not even know who's going to be the president as of Tuesday with all the things going on. But that doesn't really matter. Please, I want you to understand, it matters as a Christian because I do think we need to be involved. I hope you come Sunday. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about that, Uh, the importance, not necessarily of a political point of view, or there'll be some of that in the message. It's more important for us to understand that there is a Christian mandate today in what we do, how we participate in these things. You know, the understanding of salt and light in these times, what does that look like? Is it limited just to the church building? Does it go beyond into our culture? So what does it look like? And that's really what I want to focus on in the idea of our Continued Series Counterculture Church. Having said that, um, no matter what happens, God is in control. And, and so if we say that our future happiness is based upon um, Donald Trump or Joe Biden getting an office, and, and that's what we're basing it off of, and it doesn't happen, are we literally going to be depressed and miserable for the next four years? or eight years, you know. if, if Biden gets in for two uh, terms or whatever, are we really gonna be upset about that? Well, we could be if the source of our joy is found in these things and circumstances. So the source of this has gotta be in Jesus, but then we have to understand he's in control. So uh, therefore our circumstances are things that he can try us and test us as we've talked about. But then even in circumstances, I find that I can find some happiness in this. Now, you look at some circumstances outside your control, they're not gonna bring happiness. But can I encourage you, there are times that you can, some of them are really how you approach it. And I've met some people that no matter how great the event's going on, they can just find the negative in all of it. The, uh, another friend of mine posted a picture this morning in Connecticut. Uh, the first snow. Man, I tell you what, it's snowing out in their parking lot. He goes, oh, it's beautiful. And I'm like, I am so glad I'm in Philly right now. There's no snow. It's miserable outside, but there's no snow. Uh, And if snow comes, great. If snow doesn't come, great. Now, you can look at it two ways. You can look out and say, it's cold. It's going to be slippery. Or you can say, man, it's beautiful out there. A lot of times the happiness, the merriness comes in in our perspective of the circumstances that we see. So please understand the source, our perspective, Can I also say our view? You know, in in Hebrews we're told, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. If we focus everything through uh, battles and our past and our sin, or we look at everything in anger, or we just look at the world from the wrong view. If our entire focus is the news or the election or the riots or COVID, and we're not seeing God in all of this, we're going to be miserable. We're going to be, what does it say in this passage? Broken, the broken spirit. That's really, and, and we don't have to be that. Now, I'm not going to say that a great comedy session on YouTube is going to totally solve a broken spirit. I will say that our broken spirits come because instead of going to God, instead of going to the Word of God, instead of trusting in the sovereignty of God, we are is consumed and controlled by circumstances which will ultimately break the spirit. It comes to anxiety, it comes to depression, it comes to all these other things, real physical issues. We allow it to do that, fear, and all these things come in. We allow our circumstances to consume us, and ultimately it will break us. And that's the point. Our, our, and here, notice he says a broken spirit. You know, there's a difference between the soul and the spirit. And, we, and But it's interesting in Hebrews where it says, The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing even the asunder, the soul and spirit. The Word of God gets deep down, it breaks it, and helps us to deal with these things. And that's why it's so important not only to be in the Word of God, but to follow the Word of God. That is the strength to keep us from a broken spirit. But let me just, just to take a couple of thoughts. If we dwell on the negative, we're going to be negative. So here's, here's a couple do thoughts. Don't, surround yourself with people who are not negative. You surround yourself with a critic, you'll become a critic. You surround yourself with an overly negative person, you will become overly negative. You surround yourself with depressed people, you become depressed. Uh, you surround yourself with sinners, you will be involved in sin. You get around people who are negative and always seeing the negative and going away from God, you will follow. We know that. He tells us in Psalm 1, blessed, happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Who you surround yourself with will influence who you become. You say, I don't believe that, Pastor. But the Bible simply says, can two walk together except they'd be agreed. If you hang out and you associate with someone long enough, you either realize, if you hang out with somebody, you have to agree with them. Because you can't really fellowship long periods of time with someone you disagree. You will either finally say, you know what, we're not going to associate as much, or you will agree with them. How do you say that? The Bible says it. I don't. Can two people really fellowship together unless they're in agreement? No. And it's, it's a biblical principle. I don't need to have the moral point of view or opinion because the Bible states it, and that's fine for me. And that's where it's at. So be careful who you allow to influence you because, boy, the negative. Having said that, allow the right people to influence you. Get around people who are light and see the benefit and laugh and joke and, and have a good time with life. I'm not talking fluff and empty, but I'm talking serious. Go find a Christian comedian online and just laugh. I'm serious. I mean, Tim Hawkins has got stuff all over YouTube and Ken Davis and all kinds of other people. And you say, well, I don't I agree with all that. Go laugh. Have a good time. Look at something that just makes you laugh. Laugh at yourself. You know, realize that God's not made me perfect, and there's things I can laugh at. Enjoy these things. We ah, can I be honest? I think sometimes we take all of this way too seriously. God's in control, and if God's in control, and He knows what He's doing, and we just have to obey Him and go. Shouldn't it be lighter? But we, we carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, and He says, "Come unto Me, you always at a burden and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you." And learn in me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, but we carry these burdens and the weight of the world on our shoulder, and God never intended that. Don't do that. Don't carry these weights that God never intended. Come and give it. And as he said, listen, in merry heart, so it starts with the source, it starts with my perspective, where I'm watching, and who I'm surrounding myself with, and then just, one, freedom from sin and struggle comes from the word of God, and then just enjoy. Find some great times to laugh. One of the things that I strive to do uh, and I, I don't like to, you know, I'm not trying to be a stand-up comedian or things of that nature, but in, in preaching, I like to, as much as I can, as much as it's fitting, to use humor. Let me tell you why humor. Sometimes, if we're about to say something strong, humor uh, makes it an easier, uh, easier p- punch instead of being harsh. And it's easier for us to see, and it keeps our attention. And sometimes, we're just struggling so much, we need to realize that the Word of God is serious, it's powerful, but it's relevant and practical, and, and humor is part of it. I mean, consider this. God made us right. He has a sense of humor. I look at all of this, and I think sometimes we make it overwhelming, and that's not what God intended, or else why would he say in Scripture this? Now, here's the other end. A broken spirit dries the bone. Satan is trying to devour you. He's trying to break you, and he's going to use circumstances. He's going to use battles. He's going to use things. He's going to use Satan. He's looking around, seeing who he may devour, and he's going to use all kinds of things to destroy you, you don't greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world don't let Satan have his way just get up and put your trust in God put on the armor of God in the morning in Ephesians 6 go through the word of God go through the day in battle knowing that hey I got God I got power I go forward I'm okay with this and just keep going forward that's the safest place follow God keep going forward and let him deal with the details because I'm telling you what it's, it's just a different world Spiritual warfare is more real today. Uh, It's just a different world, and it's a new season of ministry, so it's a new season of of getting closer to God and walking in God, and and in all of this, though, there's joy. It's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to laugh at your circumstances, surroundings. It's okay to find joy in the midst of, of chaos, because God is there, and it's okay. So I encourage you, you know, it's also okay to cry. Sometimes you just need to just deal with the issues at hand, and then let it go, and then come back to God. Sometimes I'm afraid that you know we okay that Christians can be depressed and that I believe they can. I think they can struggle with that. But we can also work the process and get right with God and, not, and let the word of God and let his strength be the answer. I hope you'll do that. I hope you'll allow that to be the answer. You'll find your joy and your source, your strength in him. And enjoy all that God has given you. And we get so consumed with what we don't have, so consumed with what we wish would happen. What? Let me tell you today, so consumed with what might happen. What, I don't know. I, don't, I can't live off that because I can't control it. So don't be controlled to consume by things that you can't control. But he is in control. Go to him. Trust in him. Accept the fact that he's in control. Keep your eyes focused on him. And then sit back and watch as his plan unfolds before your eyes. Thank you for the opportunity you've given to me today to be part of your day. Thank you for taking time out of your workday, lunch break, or whatever time you're watching or listening to this. It's a great privilege, and we greatly appreciate it. I hope you see you Sunday morning. It's our welcome back Sunday. We'll have donuts for everyone that shows up for our 10 o'clock service. Our welcome team will be back. And so we hope you come back for that. Um, we'll, we'll be taking temperatures and things of that nature. Those things will stay in play, but we look forward to seeing you Sunday. Sunday night at five, we're actually gonna have our evening service outside, an outdoor service around the fire pit that we used Wednesday night. Uh, obviously, it won't probably be as long. We'll sing familiar songs. We'll enjoy a message. and just a great time of fellowship. So Sunday morning at 10, come back. Uh, Welcome back and just enjoy the time. Sunday night five outside. And I think we're going to have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about worshiping Jesus, about gathering together as a church on the eve of what we've been waiting for for months, but putting God first in all of it. So I look forward to it. Again, if you can't make it, at least the morning service will be live streaming. And uh, we encourage you to join us um, uh, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. We will not be live streaming the evening service. Obviously, we'll be outside. So we hope you'll join us if you can't. Make it here uh, online Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you have a great weekend. God bless.